All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast. This is a weekly show about all things skateboarding, and my name is Rick Beta. Today, I've got the founders of an at-home physical therapy service for your ankles and your feet. This is something many of you can relate to. I'm sure we'll get into that more. And I'm very excited to have Jack Connor and Carlo Monty on the show. Jack, Carlo, appreciate you guys joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to chat. I mean, first off, I mean, it's kind of hard to avoid the elephant in the room. I mean, how are you guys doing, you know, during this crazy ride we're calling 2020? (laughs) Oof. I mean, it's been a lot of... um... A lot of time indoors, but also a lot of skateboarding. So it's for me, it's kind of a balance of I've uh, been I do music too. That's kind of my main gig. So I've been essentially all my music stuff has been on hold for the past six months. So I've been mm-hmm. working in the studio a lot, reconfiguring studio stuff. And then when I get free time, I just go skate. And then Jack and I are working on this project with Hospital Flip, the startup, and that's pretty much eating up all the time. You know, yeah. so staying busy. There's there's some video games too, like maybe a little modern warfare going on. But nice, there you go. Of course, of <laughs> just course. whatever to stop me from blowing money. So yeah, I've actually been <laughs> not spending too much money. It's so easy. And you guys are in? Uh, are you both in Long Beach? Is that right? No, I'm in LA. You're I'm down in LA and Jackson, Long Beach. Yep. Yeah, because uh, I'm in San Jose, and and you know I know you guys. At least SoCal was hit pretty hard too. So the restrictions are much like up here in the Bay Area. It's like slowly opening back up, but it's still you know pretty restrictive so oh rad yeah i was in sf for like years so i'm very familiar with bay area skate scene yeah yeah i've been here my pretty much my whole life so yeah it's it's all i know but yeah it's a it's good to it's great i yeah, love it I'm, I'm not complaining at all i mean it could be a little bit cheaper to live here but, but you know <laughs> the give and take <laughs> yeah totally yeah. well um i know we're, we're going to talk about hospital flip but i want to take it a little back um you know not yeah. depends on how you want but for, for both of you guys, so we'll start with you, Jack. Um, what or who got you into skateboarding? Oh, I got a skateboard. I, so I was a gymnast since before I can remember. Like I, like I was like doing flips off my garage and like my parents just like shoved me into <laughs> gymnastics class. <laughs> so I wanted a skateboard since I saw my neighbor, you know, I was five or six years old, ollieing over a recycling bin when I was a kid. And I just, I'd never stopped thinking about it. And so around 10, 11, this is going to be my 25th year skating. Around 11, you know, like a lot of kids in junior high just got a board for Christmas. Uh, I was in Chicago and I had an unfinished basement. And so I, you know, kind of built some stuff down there. And I literally just never stopped. Like I've probably skated, stepped on a board, you know, 70% of the days in the 25 years since, like, I just fell in love immediately. Like it was not even, you know, it was, it was over, you know? Um, yeah. And then, um, uh, growing up in, you know, Chicago, sort of, a, a unique scene. It's like a lot different than out here. Um, ended up skating for like a local company and a, and a shop pretty quickly. You know, I was like sp- sponsored locally by 14, nice. um, which I was, you know, very stoked about it at the time. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool. You got like free boards and stuff like that. It was great. It was actually like great crew who I filmed with. And yeah, moved out here. I came to out here for college and moved around a ton, but you know, kept skating ever since. Like I lived in a bunch of different countries and skateboarding was literally how I made all of my friends, you know, like Spain and China and places like that. Like 
almost all my friends there are skater friends and it's like the easiest way in the world to kind of, you know, it's a community that's like really important to me. Um, yeah. And I just love doing it. So uh, in the pandemic, like you were asking about, it's definitely been kind of like my rock a little bit, yeah. uh, not to be cheesy, but like, I almost feel like bad because for a lot of people they can't do the things that they used to do. But even when the pandemic started and I was like social distancing, like crazy, I'd still go out to a parking lot and just session for, you know, no, 90 minutes, no doubt. Yeah. you know, and, and this, and so like my life didn't feel that different. I also like, I'm more used to working from home cause I'm a programmer and, you know, do a lot of computer stuff and things like that. Um, but yeah, man, it's a, you know, lifelong love story. What can I say? That's cool. Carlo, you feel the same or have the same experience? How was yours? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I grew up in Seattle in the nineties and that's when I was like really getting into it. So I probably started around 92 and was part of the Westlake scene and Seascape and it was straight many like, so the parks didn't close back then. Skateboarding, like street skating was still pretty new. Park stuff was pretty new. And so we were skating till like three in the morning all summer long. The winter sucked. So, you know, it was like, there was always a back and forth challenge to like when it was good, we'd get out there. And then in 2005, I moved to the Bay Area. Oh, and I'll also add that like, when I was about 19 or 20, I completely stopped skating for almost 10 years. Like, I didn't get back into it until I moved to the Bay Area. And my buddy Clayton Blaha, we were roommates. He was just like, yo, you got a skateboard. Let's skate. And at that point, I'd given up. I'm like, oh, I'll never be able to land a kickflip again. I was like, I was into music quite a bit, doing DJing and production stuff. So I lost track of it through most of my 20s. And in my late 20s, I got back into it in SF and like re-fell in love with skateboarding. And like, we were bombing hills, just hitting street spots. And then Petrero del Sol opened in Petrero, which is like one of my favorite skate parks, huge concrete bowl. Mm -hmm. And then it was oh, pretty much bowl. on at that point. I was like back into it, doing tons of transition and then moved to LA in 2016 downtown and got back into street skating, which I hadn't really done in years. So now it's like, I'm 42 and I feel like I'm pretty well-rounded between street and transition, just yeah. doing a little bit of everything now. So that's, that's good. good. That's good. And, I, and I've seen and I've heard and read and all the above a lot of skaters, much like yourself, who took like a huge break or a you know chunk of time off are coming back now because of the pandemic. You know, we have the, you know, everyone's talking about like a board shortage and all this because you know, yeah. it's skyrocketing. There's stuff this. So it's really great for the sport, you know, and it's and it's cool to see, you know, like, much like yourself. You came back, you missed it or whatever it was. And, you know, you can still ride around and have fun with it even in your you know later stage, your middle-aged life, you know? So that's cool that you got back into it and still plugging away, man. We got a crew of like, you know, old guy skaters out here. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's real great. And yeah. I swear like half of them have had some kind of break, you know? Yeah. And I've had, you know, and I've, I've skated pretty consistently, but I've definitely, the pandemic was one, like, you know, I quit drinking 10 years ago and immediately started skating five times as much, you know, and I've had a couple of, couple of instant things like that, that you're just like, you know, it ebbs and flows. And then there's obviously situations where you can't skate as much. Like yeah. you're working a lot, you're in school and it's finals, whatever, yeah. you know, or as much as you'd want to, like you might get out at most once a week or something, but <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I always see the hashtag skate every day or every damn day. My, my hashtag is skate on the weekend because, you know, I have kids, you know, they're, they're just, but now it, with pandemic it's different, but yeah, it's like, 
as long as I can get at least one of the weekend days out, I'm, I'm a happy camper. I'm sane. If I, if it takes like a couple, yeah, a couple of weeks, man, I'm going to start losing my mind. It's like, I just need to just to roll. Even if I don't land anything, just to feel the frustration of not landing tricks. I just need to have that, that time out there. So it's, it's a good little break. So when I busted up my meniscus, I, um, I, a couple of weeks after, and I was like, you know, walking on a cane, I got out to a, a South Pasadena skate park out here and was just literally just pumping back and forth mm. on the, on the thing, on the, uh, on the mini is probably like a three and a half or four foot mini. And it just felt so fucking good to be on a board that <laughs> I was almost better. like, I was almost like euphoric. I was like, Oh my God. Cause I'd been limping and I'd been like that, you know, had to sit all day and stuff. And so there's, yeah, man, like I could like never land another trick again. And I'd still skate all the time. Like, yeah, I, it, that's what it's all about. You know I mean? I, yeah. I mean, I know my limitations now. I know at 45, I can't do what I did at 25 and that's, you know, that's tough for a lot and even myself included to overcome, but just being able to roll. If I couldn't do that, oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would be doing. I want to learn how to skate vert. Oh yeah. I would love to. That's the, one of my biggest regrets is not overcoming that fear of just dropping in and, and even trying. Cause it looks so fun. So I dropped in once at a, when I was a kid back in Chicago, like we skate, went to a park with a vert pipe and it was the only time. And I dropped in and it's like a roller coaster. It's so slow. feels so good. And I've ever since then, I've always wanted to get a grind on a vert pipe. Oh Maybe yeah. Like footer or something. Yeah. Do it. Pat, let's get pads, hit, hit some park. And that'd be Pat cool. up. Yeah. yeah. Do it, man. We got, you know, like Tony Hawk still skating in his fifties, Christian Asoy. We got all these guys still skating vert in their fifties. Maybe there that there's a reason it's you know you can do it at a your later stage of your life and not get wrecked like you can mm -hmm. in the street. Tony still rips too. Like, oh, let's put a pin in this for later. But like, I would like to. Talk, it'd be interesting to talk about how that milk ad that just came out. <laughs> Definitely, I guess, man. I oh, I it. saw that. I was into it. <laughs> so. Yeah, dude. You know, we 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 will. But I, you mentioned uh, an injury, so I guess it'd be a nice segue to go to hospital flip. Okay, so. Basically, how did this come about? Like, what's the kind of the overall the genesis of this um, service that you guys started? Um, go well. I guess a really brief history is this is not the first startup we've been working on together. Okay. Right before the pandemic hit, we had a uh, translation startup. Like, I do a lot of as a I do a lot of streaming and video and language based programming. Like, I'm kind of obsessed with language one of my nerd areas is languages. Cool. And so we were working on that and then the pandemic hit and it completely wiped out that whole business because we were working with marketers and I mean, there might've been a, a version of it that would have survived, but it was kind of back to the drawing board. And then uh, we were kind of doing our thing, you know, like uh, I think we were both like doing a little freelance and stuff. And then we were just tossing this idea around. Like I had, um, I'd spoken with a, uh, you know, another mutual friend who's an orthopedic surgeon about the style, like what's up with telehealth, you know, cause as a person who does a lot of like streaming tech stuff, I was, I just wanted to know about it. And it seemed like there's this angle for what they call um, asynchronous telehealth, which really means that like you make videos that you send to the doctor rather than having like a simultaneous one-on-one -on -one. and thinking about, and so it's like, you know, like, oh, that seems really interesting. And then he kept thinking about, and we were just like had endless conversations about like, you know, I have a friend who just found out that his wrist might, he might have permanent wrist injuries because he actually fractured it about two years ago when he thought he just sprained it. 
I know I've heard this for ankles so yep. many times, you know, like, and it's such like, and for people who are like underinsured, which I've been, don't have insurance, which I've been like, you know, I'm thinking about myself when I was like 23 and like making 12 bucks an hour or like eight bucks an hour bartending or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Like the idea of going into a doctor to get something checked out that you're like, ah, it hurts, but I think I'll be okay. Um, like that can like really mess you up. And it's, and the problem is I didn't see like an easy solution to it. And also like during COVID kind of obviously jump started the telehealth thing because there's even more of an incentive to not go in the doctor's office because like, obviously you don't want to get COVID, but it's also things like, you know, like picture yourself at, you know, you're talking about yourself at 25, picture yourself at 25 with a bad sprain and, you know, like living in an apartment with a bunch of dudes. Like, do you really want to drive a hundred, you know, drive to Santa Monica? I live in LA, like mm-hmm. drive 25 minutes, spend another 20 minutes parking, which you pay $15 for, to do a $160 appointment to be, to maybe be told just get an aircraft cast from Walgreens, yeah. you know, where that's like the most likely outcome. And so we started talking with physical, like I told you, like, um, you know, one of this was just like, Oh, it would be nice if people could even get diagnosis. Like, do you need an MRI or not? Like, cause an MRI would tell you if it's a fracture. Um, and I started looking into it and we started talking about it and there's like, pretty like the stuff they do to check for this is pretty basic, you know? And like, we, you know, we, um, we're working with some PTs. I don't know if you know, do you know, uh, Dr. Kyle Brown, skate, skate physical. Oh yeah. yeah. I've heard of, yeah. A lot of people mention him. Yeah. Yeah. He just always, he's dude. I did a session with him, literally the nicest guy in the world. And he's like such a PT dork. We're like in the, and he's listening in the best way possible, but like where he's like, he just knows everything about everything. He's like very smart. And, you know, he's just always posting videos like, try this video for your kickflip. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I worked with him a little bit. And, like, you know, we we had a couple of talks where, uh, you know, he kind of, like, helped guide us in terms of, like, what we wanted to put down. And then, you know, we've, like, hired a couple of physical therapists. And then they've helped kind of craft what this, uh, basically this, like, thing, you know, you just go through and make a bunch of videos um, in terms of, like, what these exercises are. And like I described before, it's like, it's like 60% just like a DUI test where you're like standing on one foot, you're like walking. There's a thing where you like, you know, kind of like touch your ankle to look for fractures. That's probably the most counterintuitive one, but like, it's real easy. You know what I mean? And when you take the insurance companies out of it, like, man, you can knock a lot of that cost out. You know, if it costs 160 bucks to see a PT, how much of that's going to the physical therapist? Like, not even close to any, you know, not, not a lot of that, like 40 bucks, 60 bucks, something like that. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, uh, sorry to go on a little rant there, but that's kind of the long and the short of it is, you know, like skaters are just like, I've seen this so many times with them that it felt like, and then, you know, kind of starting a business and especially coming from the startup world where they're like, I did, you know, it's like, look for a problem, look for a problem you understand. Mm-hmm. and like this feels like one that you know seen it a million times like i've been through it like feels like a problem worth solving you know what i mean yeah no i love it and i love the timing of it too as you mentioned i mean especially since you know pretty much the whole globe is spending more time at home right and who knows how long that'll be you know definitely through the end of this year and in the next year so you know so basically as you mentioned it's it's 100 percent home-based 
I mean, all you yeah. need is what? Like, phone. Phone. It's all you need is like a device or, or a phone or something. Yeah, a phone or a tablet. Yeah, because I watched your guys' stream the other day, so I took some notes. But, um, but yeah, so in the, a credit card, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and an email address, right? Kind of the... Yeah. Um, I'm a, uh, yeah, the email address thing is interesting. Like I am a big privacy guy and my shit always gets hacked onto the dark web. Whenever like you hear like, Oh, like, there was a hack of, you know, uh, something, something Canva or something. I look it up and invariably my name and password are on there. And so like, I'm just one of those people like I, and we, we, I, I don't want my business to be collecting data. We're not selling data. I have no interest in any of that. It seems like a stupid business model to me because it seems very risky. Like you mm-hmm. always see startups and they're like, we'll sell data. And then they get hacked and then their business yeah. is done. Reputation. Yeah. It's a blow up risk. Yeah. So for us, it's like literally just an email. Um, you know, the PTs, like they don't care. Like they're, they're there to help people, you know, get, helped and fixed and stuff and and there is like some HIPAA stuff you know so there's like a password and things like that yeah so we're you know 100% above the board but at the same time it's like dude if we don't store your data then we can't lose your data to hackers so it's true that's just kind of my my uh, theory on that yeah and that's like on the financial end so any transactions are all off-site has nothing to do it's all basically through like um, Apple Pay or you know they'll have passwords and information but we don't really have anything on our site so yeah yeah that's good yeah because i uh a few jobs ago i worked in network security so it's i mean that's not going away and people are never gonna they're ne- never gonna not be feel 100 percent secure putting their stuff on the internet even my parents yeah, yeah. like it took my <laughs> me convincing them like no you can use this item it's somewhat safe it's not 100 percent, but just to tell them like it might happen. You might get your stuff leaked, you know, but yeah, if you can reduce that risk, like you guys mentioned, that's huge. It just helps the, you know, the, the customer. Yeah. The patient, okay. This is a legit service. So. Well, and uh, if you look at medical um, medicals actually suffered with it uh, from this too, there's been tons of uh, breaches within, I think the VA got hit at one point, bunch of um, you know, and, we're actually not asking for really any information. Like if you are going to a normal clinic or like the VA, they're going to get name, address, social security number, mm-hmm. birth date, all this <coughs> information. And we're just, you know, we're asking for an email and that's it. And then maybe if you follow up with the PTs and get more stuff done, they'd need some more information. But like on our end, it's super minimal. Like we're just essentially having a service to determine, you know, how, serious injury is and we don't really need somebody's address or social security number for that yeah i asked you guys do you guys remember when george clooney got his colon exam no i mean wait they stole it yeah like (laughs) what it was like on the internet (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember but i mean maybe i did i don't know but yeah now i'm gonna have to look it up that's another one we'll have to pin huh yeah. <laughs> good, no, good I mean, that, that's pretty much the whole that's pretty much the whole story it just made me laugh no so. i like I, I like that oh yeah <laughs> no but so and you guys too as per my notes here so right now it's only the focus on like the ankle and and the, the ankles and feet right I'm, but i'm sure you guys will eventually want to expand is, is kind of what the plan is okay 100 percent, and that's um yeah and that might seem a, a little unusual the reason for that being basically like we wanted to get we wanted to get like exams that were good and there's a lot yeah. of 
part of this that's like really, you know, talking about how we don't want to sell data, like our whole business model is making this like easy to use. Um, you know, we want to, like our goal is for it to be like grandma usable. You know, mm -hmm. you could put this in the phone in grandma's hands and she wouldn't need any help and could like do the whole thing. Um, and so, yeah. And so that's just like what we've been working on. Um, sorry, I forget what the question was. <laughs> No, I was just asking about it. Was it just ankle and feet? But then oh, you can oh, answer yeah, one, of my, one of my next questions too, which is pretty obvious. But I mean, obviously, you guys, you know, launched this with a skateboarder's brain yeah. and mind. It, but obviously, this is open to pretty much any human being on, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And is it available everywhere too? I mean, so I know you guys are in SoCal. So is this for worldwide? Uh, right now we've actually been focusing mostly on California. Okay, there's cool. Some, there's some things, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like California, but more that's because where we are, that's where mm -hmm. our PTs are. And so, you know, I've just been kind of focused there, but more in a beta tester sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like want to have nationwide rollout, want to make sure we're doing that in a way that's like completely above the board and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, thus far, like, you know, there's not, no no issues with that mm -hmm. um a lot of the people we talk to tend to be california new york okay california new york and seattle i don't know what that's all about hmm. uh, probably where most of the a lot of uh i guess a lot of skateboarders in our network live also i want to answer your question about the exams sorry i got off uh, uh off track yeah no worries uh we're gonna roll them out one by one so okay. like ankles first because it's like big problem and kind of the stars aligned on that one uh, but then maybe wrist, like shoulder. Uh, but then also like we're super, I mean, we're I'm like big tech nerd. We're both like huge tech nerds. Be cool to get into stuff, uh, you know, potentially like out there stuff like skin exams where you take photos and oh, yeah. or, like, eye exams or like, who knows? Like technology is rolling out like crazy in this area right now. You know, the Apple Watch, they're talking about having an oximeter on it which opens you up to even doing like COVID testing stuff or, or who knows, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so uh, right now, definitely like our plans for the near future are basically this wrist, shoulder, and then kind of play from there. But we really want to lock in, like make sure it's like super usable. Yeah. We don't want to roll a bunch of exams that are crap. We want to like, I'd rather do one by one and have them be really good. Definitely. Yeah. Start off, you know, kind of, with a, a specific niche or, or focus and then, you know, get the boulder rolling downhill and you guys, you know, be on your way. That's really cool. And I like that, you know, you got to have it accessible for all, you know, as you mentioned, the grandmas, you know, and what, what I like most checking my notes here is, you know, it's at home, no more waiting in lobbies. You know, I hate doing that. No more dealing with parking, you know, no more having to take time off work. Cause you know, me, I'm a, I'm a get there early kind of guy. So I'll leave extra early just to get there early and park in the you know parking lot. So that adds even more time, you know, and reading the crappy magazines in the lobby. So that's why all these little things I put, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is great. This is great timing for you guys. Yeah. It's a whole afternoon, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard to do and to even go to the dentist and not have it take up most of the afternoon. Of most. Of yeah, the exactly. Yeah. It, especially if you got something that you didn't know you had and you're oh great now I'm, you know you tell your boss or whatever oh, i'm gonna be gone for two hours and it ends up being four to five and you're like well now my whole day's done you know oh make it a pto day you know so true but yeah and, and, and you can check in my notes too I, I i can't remember who, which one of you guys mentioned it but you you mentioned having to drive home with your ankle you, you just wrecked your ankle which i've done 
with a stick shift and and, and I was horrible. oh yeah was that you Carlo um I, I think we've both been through it but I definitely uh had an issue with that once um I've also worked on this project with Burning Man called Skate Camp where we built a huge skate park out in the desert nice. and I was one of the co-founders for this we've been doing it for years but one year in 2015 I ended up hyperextending my knee and I think I fractured my ankle. I'm not sure, but like I got caught up on a ramp doing like a front nose grind or something, just got bucked off, sat on my leg, it bent the wrong way. And so I was kind of like hobbling around the rest of the time. I couldn't skate. I was just like, just bummed, you know, it, it was all right. I ended up recovering, but the whole six hour, seven hour drive back, plus like three hours waiting in line, I had this old Ford Ranger four by four, six shift. And so I'm like literally for hours having to operate the stick shift with like a wrecked ankle and it was not fun. Like, <laughs> That's why I had to mention that because I had to do hours. it. I didn't have to drive as long as you did, but I'll never forget. Like I, I it seems of course, when you don't want them, you hit every single red light. And uh, yeah. I would like I would, when it's green, I would just scream. I'm sure the people next to me are like, what this dude's on? You know, what is that happening to this guy? Because my left ankle was just, it was so horrible. So, yeah, I had to mention that. I was just like, yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. I did it once, um, and I don't think it was uh, as, quite as bad as either of yours, but, like, where I, I hobbled out of the skate park, had a stick shift Honda Civic. I was with a group of people, but I was still the only person who could drive stick shift, so I still had to drive. Oh, no. Well. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no time for lessons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, huh? I also drove home from that, too. That was, that was brutal. Where I was like, yeah. I had to kind of, I almost leaned my, I leaned my car back seat all back. Yep. All, couldn't bend my knee. <laughs> yeah, I haven't owned a stick shift since. I, I don't know. I, I just was like, nope. I, I don't. I'm just gonna go automatic. Because even worst case, if you think about it, if you mess up your left or your right ankle, you can kind of drive with your left. It'll be kind of weird. You train your brain to not break so hard. But, but yeah, I was like, nope. I'm done. <laughs> no more stick shift for me. <laughs> but yeah, I just was like laughing. Like, damn. No, thank you. And and also too, um, ankle bros. I'm surprised you guys didn't go with that. I heard that you guys said for as far as your name. How did you come up with the hospital for the body? I like it. Bros? I can picture where ankle bros would probably kind of <laughs> pigeonhole you guys in a little spot. But I had to mention that it was a nice little uh, ankle bros. <laughs> I can um, the t-shirts and everything too, you know. So, so hospital flip. Um, yeah, uh, this is, you know, right when we're coming up with branding ideas, like, oh, what should we call this? Because, like, we're pretty close to getting it done, but, like, we didn't come up with the name, what was it, like, three weeks ago, a month ago? It's pretty recent. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, Jack was like, oh, we should, like, name it after a skateboard trick or something, yeah. like, totally different. And he's like, what if we called it, like, nose grind? And we were kind of laughing, but I'm like, wait, this is actually a really good idea. Like... I love the idea of having, you know, a medical company that is named after something in skateboarding. And I was yeah. just like, it just popped in my head. I'm like, oh, fucking hospital flip. Well, and have it work as sort of like, and this is the dream, have it work on two levels, you know? And so I'd never heard of a, have you ever heard of a hospital flip? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd never heard of it. Then we looked it up and it's, is it this? Okay, so according to you, there's a lot of argument about this. Okay. Are a Casper flip and a hospital flip the same thing? Okay, I'm trying to picture. Because that's what I'm thinking. I think a Casper flip, because it flips halfway, and it's kind of... 
Hey, you do the half kick flip and then you yeah, and then you then you kind of you kind of yeah, dude. I'm gonna have to look that up because there's a. I'm sure I, the skate nerds out there. No offense to skate nerd. I'm just saying that they know more than I do. They'd probably be like, no, it's this, this, and this little. But yeah, I think there's a difference. But I'm not thinking of it at the moment. I think the hospital flip, um, as far as I know, flips like rotates the opposite direction of a Casper flip. Is hmm. it like a maybe it's like a heel flip Casper so flip? yeah it's yeah that's it basically instead of like when you do a casper flip it like will wrap around your foot one direction hospital flip is kind of the same thing but it goes the other direction so i think it's like you kind of throw your heel down and it rotates around your heel instead of your toe okay so it'd be okay i'll i'll you got a Twitter feed. We'll, we'll, I'll post up a follow-up with some. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, I'll say content. someone's going to chime yeah. in like, no, it's this, you guys. This, this, yeah. I'm gonna, we'll have to post yeah. some clips of a hospital flip. I'll, I'll try to do one. I can do them <laughs> every now and then on a bank, and usually it's accidental. And if I roll away, I'm like, okay, I did it, guys. And nice. Totally unintentional. But well, yeah. you're, you're, you're a no illegal tricks guy. Right. I'm a no illegal trick. I just, I always advise just to not push Mongo is what I say. I mean, if you do, it's fine. I just advise from it, but I'm, I, you, it's funny. If you would ask me that 20 years ago, be like, this, this, and this, I'm, now I'm like, dude, just do it. If I mean, no illegal tricks. That's, that's my motto, man. That's, that's, that's that. tight, man. And I, cause I'm totally the same way. And I think, but I think the Casper flip is even, cause I used to mess around with those when I was a kid, cause you kind of lock them in and they actually float down stuff pretty well. Like you mm -hmm. can, you lock it in, like getting it down. And I didn't mess around with like big set sets, but like I could do it down like a six or an eight in my head. Nice. Yeah. And cause it kind of has a slow flip that you can sort of catch. And I've always thought that that would be one that could hit the mainstream at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. My whole thing is like, you know, I understand people have a long list. I think even the bunt guys have like, they do like a regular thing on their podcast. They name all these tricks that are illegal or they ask their guests, but I'm like, if you can do the trick you're saying that's illegal and do it like well, then maybe I'll listen to you. But if you can't do the trick and you're calling it illegal, that's like you can't you can't even go there. It's like off limits, you know. So, but you know, I leave a gray area. But for me, I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. Just do, just skate, you know. Just do you. Well, but, in the '90s, like that was a big thing. Like I remember learning burial kickflips, uh -huh. and all these people at the park like oh you can't do those those aren't that's that's lame that's a lame trick and I'm yeah like, that's the worst like and I, I had it and then pressure flips people were trying to clown those and i just oh, yeah. love that right now and the current skateboarding environment everybody like everything is a go like if you do some yeah. weird trick like that like people are throwing like oh let's throw a barrel kick flip down a 10 set it looks awesome yeah yeah barrel flips are, are the example of like a trick that's illegal until somebody does a cool one, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like you got the Brian Anderson exception. Oh yeah, exactly. I remember, and you, you guys do too, when impossibles were considered like a stupid old school. Oh yeah. Trick. That was and my favorite trick like when I could do them was impossible. I miss impossibles. I hope to land one again, but yeah, I would do them all the time. I don't remember kids talking crap about them, but I didn't care. I was like, whatever. You know? Yeah. They look, they look awesome. I think. Yeah. Yeah, what else was what I mean, that's so weird that that was a thing in the 90s like people would bag on certain tricks. I never understood that. And yeah. even no complies. Like people like would try to clown on no complies and that's like one of my favorite things to do just screwing around at the park do a bazillion no complies and like, <laughs> yeah. You know, start getting tricky with them like, oh, we're going to do this one 360 or we're going to get this one to flip up a curb. It's 
And I, you know that I talk a lot of shit on no complies, but it's exclusively because I've never landed. Oh, I'm gonna teach you. <laughs> See, no that was my point. <laughs> yeah, now you gotta learn them, and you're like, all right. But yeah, I've actually been on a big no comply kick as of late. I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, they're so fun. They are, man. But if you do them the right way, like I think of like Ray Barbie and all these guys that used to do them like so smooth and just mm-hmm. if you could do them like that, it feels so good. But you know, I just. It, but yeah, it's just one of those tricks. Like they're fun to do. Who cares? You know, it's. Like even yeah. Benny Hanna's, like um, you know, everyone says Benny Hanna's are look just lame and are whack and illegal. When done right, they look awesome. Like Jamie Thomas does a really good one. You know, it's just that when I saw when I saw Day One song at the Harbor City Skate Park three or four weeks ago. So got there again. Old man status got there super early, and it's like <laughs> right by his house in Torrance. Nice over there, and um, you know, it's kind of like watching him thrash and stuff. And he did a on the biggest quarter pipe there like uh, probably like a seven eight footer pretty mellow but like one of those where it's really narrow because it has a channel between it he did a giant benihana fakie and i was Ooh, like nice glorious. did he just blast it Bla- like blasted and he's you know he's kind of like a compact skater so it was like very like good looking you know like nice extension and it was just like Oh, nothing illegal about that. You yeah, know? It, I it bet those just so feel so awesome to pull off. Like, because I always would try them. I'd just, get, I'd grab the tail and I wouldn't be able to pull it back or bring my body on top of it, even mm-hmm. off launch ramps. But those must feel so awesome when you just plant it, just like bolts and everything. Like, perfect. You just like roll away. Yeah, that's true, man. Even Brandon oh, um, Turner switch one the other day in that video. I don't know if you watched his recent. I video. heard you talking about that. Who did it? Brandon Turner. Oh, and his part, his like his part, he just released. And, and it was crazy because I saw the picture first in Thrasher, and then when I saw the live one, I'm like, it, it looks better in the picture, but you know, it was still still awesome. So it was still cool to see. This is one of the cool things about skating is that like, it's so easy to be like, man, kids are so good right now. This is the peak, and then five years later, there's still like tons of new new stuff coming. Yes, yeah. you know, what I, I mean? yeah. I don't know when it's gonna peak or when cap. Like, when is it gonna cap off? Like, it just keeps getting bigger and faster and the kids picking up earlier and you know younger and younger you got kids rolling around three four five you know doing tricks and i didn't start till i was 12 so yeah. i was you know quote unquote way behind the curve as far as starting to some for some of these kids are just getting pushed on their their boards by their parents like here roll <laughs> it's like oh yeah i got a i got a board for my four-year-old niece for sure yeah, and she, she rolls around on it a little bit yeah my kids they're both eight i have twins um so they've seen me roll around all over in the backyard and just at parks and stuff and they haven't caught on to it yet and that's fine you know maybe it'll be a little bit later but i'm always i'm hoping either one my because i have a boy and a girl so i'm like either one i don't care one of them takes up skateboard that'll be awesome we'll go to the skate park just ride around it'll be cool but they're riding their bikes, so that's cool. So, you know, we can't, can't knock that. They're eight. Who knows? Maybe they'll come, come, to, t- come to the light in skateboard down the road. But you never know. <laughs> oh, I, do, I wanted to finish the thought on the, the hospital flip name. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not just a skateboard trick, but it also kind of works as this idea of, like, flipping the idea of, like, the, like basically the, the healthcare system. Yeah, you know, I got like, that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Exactly. And so we run it by non and, – and, I feel pretty good about it because when we run it by non-skaters, they also get it. They're like, okay. oh, yeah, you're like, you know, you're the alternative. It's like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's good. That's key. Yeah, because if you get the just the deadpan stare, you're like, oh, man, maybe it's not a <laughs> – but no, it's true because it works for skaters too. Like, oh, yeah, skaters are going to remember that. You know, mm-hmm. it's an easily – you can't – you know, it's easy to remember that name. So that's – it works in your, your case too. And, yeah, like you mentioned, the non-skater crew, it's going to be good for them too. So yeah. that's awesome. 
Well, hopefully. I mean, it's hey, man, it's all in the it's all in like the product, which for us is the exam. You know, yeah, it's exactly. Bad name or a good name, it's you know, it's not going to move the needle a whole lot compared to compared to that. So yeah, well, I mean, injuries aren't going away, right? We're all we're all kind of if you if you if you skate, you know it. Like you know, it's just a, a constant battle. So it's good that you guys have that you know service that's available for for folks that. You know, they don't, maybe they're scared now. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, after this pandemic, they're not going to want to leave the house, period. So we have the whole, just the mental aspect and the psychological aspect of not wanting to leave the house. And then you have others like myself who just hate going to the lobby and hate going to the doctor anyway, that you could do it from home and, and still get the, the results you need. So, well, and this is like, and our market and the people we're building this for, it's not, it's not for every reason to go to the doctor. And obviously, we're studying with ankle exams, but like, you know, if you have, if you have a broken ankle, like you need medical attention. Like that's yep. not something yeah. that yeah. for until, until the robots from Star Trek come out. You Which know, they means, will. They will. So, so in a couple hundred years, you'll be able to fix that home. But right yeah. now, <laughs> it's only no, but, like, but it's like this, like low level, it's kind of like there's sort of this gap at the low level, like bad injury, but below that, like, oh, you need serious medical attention there's not a lot out for it. And, um, you know, again, as, as a dude who I've always dealt with my injuries by like hitting the gym, hitting weights, doing band exercises. Like I like to like exercise it out. And I found it to be pretty effective. The idea of like getting, hooking people up with a physical therapist and having it like not be insanely expensive, mm-hmm. having it. I mean, cause what you're talking about, like for going to the doctor, it's exactly the same for a physical therapist. Like you wait in the lobby uh, you know, you have to show up early and fill out a bunch of paperwork, like all this stuff. So, I mean, hopefully like, you know, the, the goal here is man, is just like people get, people don't get injured as much. Yeah. That would make me so happy. And on that note too, like, uh, if any of your people, anybody, any of your listeners want this right now, it's, it's 29 bucks or 19. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a quote unquote beta tester, Mm-hmm. which means that you are willing to talk to us for about 10 minutes and just tell us how it went. Um, but if any of your people, like, if that's like too much, again, this is supposed to, like, this is supposed to be for everybody. If that's too much, like have them hit me up at Jack at hospitalflip.com and like, we'll figure something out, you know? That's amazing. That's amazing. You offer not. Oh, so- no, no worries, man. It's just like, it's the idea of like people who are like, you know, their shit's fucked up yeah kind of a crude way of thing but and they're like damn i can't get this checked out like that sucks like that sucks and i would like like for nobody to ever have to feel like that if they can avoid it absolutely true and you know skaters we tend to be like oh it's fine you know it's just swing it (laughs) you know but it's like the long-term you know ramifications of you know we we talked a little bit before we we jumped on like my knees mess. I've had an MRI on my knee, so I kind of know what's going on. You know, the cartilage is pretty much gone, but, but for those skaters that are like, they can kind of get at it now and at their whatever age, and maybe a little bit younger and not have to deal with it. Like when they're, you know, kind of getting to our age where we're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I would have, could have, should have, you know, so it's very cool. You guys offering that. Yeah. If I went back, if I could go back in time and talk to myself, um, amongst other things I would tell myself, I would definitely say, uh, to be a little bit more into preventative yep. care, you know, again, just like maybe like hit the gym a little bit more, maybe like hit yoga class a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know exactly what, but things like that where I could have possibly staved off some injuries that I was, that I was having. And uh, yeah. And you know, like the results of this, like if you did, a, if your ankles again, the results is you get 
a bunch of like exercises and stretches from a physical therapist to do. Plus him, uh, plus one of our physical therapists telling you like, yo, like this is what we're seeing. Uh, it doesn't look that bad. Or maybe like, oh, that looks kind of bad. Like you should go to an MRI clinic, get it checked out or whatever the case is. You know, we get, we try and get dudes who are really good um, so that they, you know, so that they can be the experts basically. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can provide a service that's good for people, man. Yeah. So, hospitalflip.com. They can be beta testers. They can give you guys feedback. All that good stuff. So that's the main site to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. They can just go to that site, and then it's it's all from there. There's it's they'll find their way to the ankle exam very easily. It's front and center. That's awesome. Yeah, I visited the site. It's very user friendly. It's clean. So you guys did a great job on that. There's no real like you got to navigate through all these different pages and then click here. No you know. problems. Yeah, you want to, you know, like we we use the grandma example, like yeah, you know, yeah. And, oh, and hey, what am I doing? Oh, I just fill out my info here and click send, and boom. Exactly. So we wanted minimal resistance and essentially the opposite of going to Frontier Airlines website, which <laughs> is a complete shit show. Or I'd say like you know a lot of a lot of medical software is not very easy to use. Yeah. Um, they're not, it's definitely not famous for it. So like we were hoping to kind of, uh, you know, flip that experience as well, make something that's just like, ideally just, you know, like you're dealing with enough, like, why do you have to hassle with some like really difficult website? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're in pain too. So it's like, you're clearly distracted. A lot of brain power is going to be dedicated to just thinking about other stuff or you're maybe stressed. So we figure just keeping like minimal amount of resistance when it comes to getting an exam on the web end is going to help our patients a lot. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things we talked about and uh, it sounds a little cliched, but we're like, Oh, we want to make this like more like a spa experience. Like not like, Oh, I'm filling out this paperwork. I'm stressed out. Like, Oh, like this is like relaxing and trustworthy and like calming experience, even though you're in pain and, um, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of throw this in real quick, too. This is going to be attached to our brand, but we also are going to roll out some other lifestyle-ish stuff to throw in there, like that's going to involve a blog and maybe doing podcasts and stuff, too. Cool. So we can have a place to get content that will have exercises, um, you know, skate tips, other stuff, skateboarding stuff, too. So we're all going to kind of tie it into the brand, too. I mean, primarily we're doing medical stuff, but we're also going to have it, an advice section, essentially built in um and generate some cool content so it's not just like oh okay like i got my ankle exam cool like here's some exercises you can do here's some yoga here's some tips on doing a kickflip clean and yeah it's all gonna be on there i like it you know and and you guys just talking about branding obviously you guys you know give off a very trustworthy vibe i mean as the the faces of the 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 business you know the, the the service you know you you, I get that present the sense that you guys are, are more caring and it's not like intimidating, like buy this service or do this and that. So that, you know, just for me, just seeing on the outside now, just from talking to you guys. Um, so that, that helps out a lot too. Cause just for me personally, I don't want to go to a, a doctor where I'm just kind of like just a regular number and they don't care. They don't feel like they're not yeah. listening. You know, so that's, that's cool that just, just the vibe that you guys are giving me and, and now the listening audience is huge. So that goes a long ways you know, just for, you know, speaking for other people. So I appreciate you. I appreciate that. I mean, it's like, look at, like, we don't have much of a budget, you know, like, uh, it's just us working on it. So, and that's, I think that that's like kind of big, like I wouldn't use medical 
I wouldn't do like a medical thing with people I didn't trust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's really hard to build. And I don't know if we're doing that. I really appreciate you saying that, but I do think just like being ourselves and like being authentic. And again, also like if we're you know, trying to help uh, amongst other people, but if we're kind of focusing on skaters for this initial, initial market, because it's like people we know, it's like people it's very easy to care about, you know? Cause I, I don't know. I feel like skaters are like my people. You know? exactly. As you mentioned, you could go anywhere around the world and make friends like instantly. So all yep. you need to do is hear the sound. <laughs> You're like, Oh, a skaters coming. I'm going to meet yeah. up with this person. Yes. But, you know, I always turn heads. Like my wife's always joking, like, oh, cause I'll hear them. Oh, look. and then I'll show my kid. Oh, look, skater over there, skater over there. You know, maybe they're one of them's pushing Mongo. I won't give them crap, but you know, but yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> something that you, you never, you can't not hear that sound and react. <laughs> it's like, it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to Barcelona and just hang out at MACBA for a day and you'll have a skate crew by the end. Like same in Paris, same in Shanghai, same in Berlin, like Chicago, you know what I mean? Like skater is just, it's so easy because also as a skater, you're like, it sounds almost crazy, I feel like to outsiders, maybe not, but but it's, there isn't that many things that are like this that have an informal, that don't have a formal system. Like, obviously I could move to Boston and join a softball league, but I couldn't move to Boston as an avid softball player and just start like go to a field and just start meeting people to play softball, (laughs) you know, but like with skating, that's, that is like the typical experience. You know, last time I was in Austin, I didn't know anybody skated. I was just there with some friends, went to the skate park, ended up skating some spots with some people, got a little bit of footage, you know, like hit the taco stand with them afterwards. And it only kind of like seemed weird after the fact. It was like, oh, I'd never met those dudes before. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it wasn't even like bizarre, you know? And I had yeah. a friend who I only knew from skate Twitter, who's in town a couple, uh, who's in town right now, but a couple of days ago, we just got a skate for the first time. And it was great. You know, it's just like out for a couple hours, hit this really cool, like bank to ledge spot. And uh, Oh yeah. And was, was that with uh, uh, Jack and Connor? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, with uh, Connor, um, with yeah. Connor and Patrick. Yeah, I saw that, Mal. Dude, that's like a, a that's like a cool squad right there. The Twitter escape Twitter twad. Oh, tight man. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever met Connor in person. We'd uh, we'd interacted a lot, like on Twitter. He's like a really fun. Guy. He knows a ton about housing. He's like, oh yeah, he's, I have his book, uh, Connor. I don't, I don't know if he listens regularly. I'm not done with it yet, but um, but yeah, he lives up here. I think he lives in Oakland. So we we've been kind of chatting. Like, yeah, one of these times we might connect in person too. So. Yeah. But yeah, and, cool dude. So yeah, good choices. Patrick as well, a solid dude. So yeah, it was cool to see. Oh, that. Patrick's yeah, Patrick's a longtime friend. He's uh his I was um roommates with his wife in college. And so we've I've known him since he moved out here. Nice. And uh yeah, yeah, just really fun crew. Like I said, kind of like the old old guy crew, you know? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind being the oldest guy at the park now. It's like whatever, dude. I got no pressure now, man. You guys are yeah. all all you young bucks are trying to keep up with everyone. I'm just like, I'm going to just do this. Be happy. So who cares? When I hit, <laughs> when I decided like, you know, like you're not getting sponsored anymore. I mean, you probably could, but it's like sometime around 25, 27, something Man. like who, like, why are you skating? And I was like, I just love it. This is fun. So, and then it was just like this weight lifted where it's like, you can do any trick you want. And like, if it feels good, you should do it. And yeah. anything else doesn't matter. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, that's as far as the hospital uh, flip stuff, that's all I have on my notes. Anything else you guys want to cover that we maybe we didn't cover so far? I was curious how you got into podcasting. That's a good question, man. Um, 
I spent a, a good chunk of my life in radio. So, and radio is kind of on its demise, a slow, painful demise. I don't know if it'll ever go away. So there was a huge like tenure gap that I, and I just missed it. I thought about it every single day, all the time, you know? So were you on it air? happened to be, I mean, it was around the time when nine club was kind of coming up and, and I had a friend, he's like, dude, have you been watching nine club, this and that? So he told me about nine club, started watching those. I'm like, just out of nowhere. I was like in between gigs. I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. So that's kind of out of the norm. It was funny. I remember the, my wife, the first question she asked, well, who are you going to interview? I'm like, I don't care. I'm starting a podcast. I'm just going to talk. <laughs> I'm going to talk about skateboarding. And that's where we are. So we're on, this is going to be episode number 80. So here we are. I mean, that's kind of how it all started. Just my passion for radio. My, my, I, I missed radio dearly. And this was the only thing that I could afford. You know, I just get a, a nice mic and a service that I can sign up for. It's very cheap every month and I can just talk about my passion skateboarding. So kind of how it happened. I noticed you're like, you sound really good. Like when I was, you know, when I've been listening to you before um, and I'm not, I'm actually not that surprised that you said you were in radio. Like you were on air, right? Yeah. On- yeah. 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 Okay. It was in Modesto. 96.7. Yeah. Cadence, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the, the comment. Yeah. It was just something I missed, you know, I mean, could I be in radio down the road one day if anyone, you know, gave me an offer, I would totally be open to it, but I mean, it obviously wasn't my passion. You know, I was at a rock station, so at least it was something that I kind of listened to, you know, but, but uh, I couldn't, I don't know if I could do like a, go on a top 40 station or, you know, smooth hits, you know, like something that I'm not really listening to all the time, but uh, yeah, skateboarding, I'm like, dude, it just made complete sense. Why not do it now? Why not? You know, I don't care if I don't have anyone to talk to or an audience. It's like, I want to talk about what I love and, you know, that's all that matters. So. I feel these days it's not about top 40. It's about niche audiences. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. So, you know, do, your, do your thing. That sounds. Exactly, man. And that's why I did skateboarding only, man. I mean, I have other topics that I've, you know, I'm interested in, but it's like my main one that came to mind. So I skateboarding. So that's, here we are. So, but that's yeah. Cool, yeah, that's man. Cool. So I think, um, you wanted the, the Tony Hawk milk. I want to just at least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want to forget that. So, yeah, dude, what your thoughts? I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. Oh, um, yeah, my thoughts are like, I get why people are talking shit. Because mm-hmm. milk is not exactly the most punk rock brand you've ever. <laughs> brand you've ever I, mean, I don't drink milk either, but. Uh, but, uh, but I'll, I will say that. Remember when Van Damme did that splits ad? <laughs> and it was like, I swear yeah. to God, like, I know it was also. The slow, the, yeah, the slow split, like, yeah. It's like one of the coolest commercials that's ever been made. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous stunt. Like, it's such a, like, any in the background stuff. And after that, I was like, dude, I hate, like, I hate marketing. I hate advertising. My mom was in marketing my whole life. Like, I feel like I was just, like, jaded on it really early. Um, but I saw that and I was like, well, if you're going to market at me, at least throw cool stunts in it and I'm kind of down. Yeah. And basically how I feel about the milk thing. He did a first wall McTwig. Exactly. And like, like he looks his age and like, it's pretty fucking it's a gnarly dude. trick. And like, yeah. I mean, I didn't see it. I looked at the walls. I'm like, I don't see any milk stains. So I don't th- I think that was probably his <laughs> first, first attempt. I mean, I maybe cleaned it up, but I was like looking at the walls and I'm like looking at the milk. I'm like, did a drop come out at all? How did he do that? But yeah, I was like, it didn't look hard for him. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. First, first of all, I'm like, come on, dude. In his fifties, I mean, you got to give it to him. Yeah, I saw a lot on Twitter too. People are like, dude, what did I, as when it comes to Tony Hawk, I'm like, he's earned the right to to get those deals. Like he he basically he kind of saved skateboarding in a way. I mean, there are other skaters out there too, but you know, he's the face of skateboarding. He kept it alive. It's like, dude, get your money. That's fine. But I always like to think like, who's gonna replace him? Like 
10, 20, who's going to be the next kind of face or Tony Hawk in quotes <laughs> of skateboard? <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be. So yeah, oh, but Ryan, I, 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 I he's, a, he's a shredder. But he's a different vibe though. He's yeah. not, he's not he's the not, corporate dude. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, who, who's, who does Riley skate for? Is he on um, Baker? He's on Baker. Yeah. Dude, which is weird. Hard. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But no, he's dreads too, but he's total, like, I think he's talked about it in some interviews, like, he doesn't want to be on camera. He doesn't want to be, you know, the right behind Tony Hawk's, you know, kind of coattails. So that's good for him too. He does, and that's it takes the pressure off him too, right? If you think about yeah. it, be Tony Hawk's son and skate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, I love how his style is so hesh too. It like it couldn't be further from Tony Hawk's style. Like his, his like yeah, he's just like yeah. met. It's just pure metal. Well, I, I one of the funniest things. I read an interview with Riley Hawk and he was like, the interviewer was like, so like, do you and your dad like get along? You know, you're both pro skaters, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, we get along pretty well. Like occasionally he gets mad at me for playing my music too loud. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Still living at home, just like practicing in the garage. Oh, stuff. I know. And they got that sweet setup. Tony's got that sweet setup. You know, he's always got a, some sort of concrete setup or a ramp or so he's got so many just outlets for the kids so it's it's cool to see that but yeah I, I, i'm glad we were able to kind of uh, piggyback on that uh I'll say with, back to it. with tony hawk um most pros i can't speak for everyone but most pros i've like heard talk about him really like him you know like i've heard him called like the, i've heard pros say like he's the reason we're making money like anybody can make money oh yeah supporting and like as that dude who's definitely like the most corporate dude in skating like He's pretty cool, you know. Like he's not a douchebag. He's not a sellout. Like I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, th I think he was. There was a phase in the late '90s, like peak uh, X Games, when he was kind of like. It was pretty easy to be like, oh, he's kind of like the cheesy dude in skating or something yep. like that. But yeah, the whole Danny Way versus Tony Hawk. I remember all that. Yeah. Well, and then he's on Milk, but then you got uh, who's the guy who just had a shoe with Louis Vuitton? Oh yeah, um, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? But yeah, I saw the shoe. Mm -hmm. It's not my style. That's fine. Yeah, but I think like these corporate these corporate partnerships are sort of like becoming more of a thing. You know, it's true, and it's good for skateboarding. You know, I mean, a lot of pro skaters, you know, they're living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of everyone is, and if if you think about it, is living paycheck to paycheck. So if you can get something to help you or your family out, I'm like, I'm I'm all for it, man. As long as you know, whatever it's. Him, him, him riding for milk, no big deal. I don't mind it either. So I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up though. Was like, that was like the main thing. My whole thing is like every week, maybe it's, well, his game comes out this week now, right? But mm -hmm. he's like every week, Tony's in the news somewhere doing something. So he's, he's working it. He's, he's making that money and, and hustling. But yeah, you can tell he's, he's, he's got a real big push right now to get just his name out there until this game comes out. And then who knows what's going to happen after that. They'll probably come out with the next game and <laughs> he'll be doing it all over again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that kind of what you said, that's kind of how I feel about the Olympics and skating is like, it's like maybe not the coolest thing in the world, but it's definitely had it actually happened would have probably brought a lot of money and spotlight to skating, Yeah, which I think is kind of like only a good thing. It know? is, you know, yeah. I know a lot of people, a lot of skaters out there either hate contests or just hate the Olympics in general. And that's fine. You know, and, and I probably would have thought that, you know, when I was in my 20s, maybe too. But 
it's all for, I mean, you don't have to go to the Olympics. You know, you, you try to qualify, you try to earn your spot in the Olympics. So it's like as skaters, it's not like we're, everyone's getting shoved to do the Olympics. So if you don't want to be part of it, you don't have to, you know, you can go skate street and just, you know, do your thing. But it's cool that there is going to be, you know, hopefully next year, an outlet for those who want to compete at the highest level for, you know, and represent their country. You know, that's really cool. And I don't know, man, the, I'm all obviously for the U S but there's some teams out there that might be, you know, Brazil's got a solid team. Yeah. Japan. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to be optimistic, but I'm like, damn, they got, some oh, I'm excited to see it, dude. I'm excited to see, to see how it goes down. It's going to be insane. So yeah, it's, it's a bummer that didn't happen this year. And, and I, and I talked about, I can't remember what episode I talked about it, but I'm like, yeah, all these riders are going to be a year older next year. And I think, that might make a big difference for some that are kind of in their later twenties, like, you know, closer to 30 mm-hmm. or maybe it won't, you know, I mean, a lot of skaters are conditioned themselves and, and are lasting much longer as far as their, their mobility. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just curious to see. It'll be fun. I mean, I, you know, I'll be talking about, it. you know, we can even, you guys can come on again down the road and we can talk. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, who, yeah. it just, it'll be cool. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, you know, um, Mariah Duran, who is on the women's team, she used mm-hmm. to skate down Long Beach and Cherry Park all the time. So nice. I like her around. And she's like, again, super cool, fucking dedicated. Like, she's there on a mission. Like, yeah. she'll do 50, 50 tries at a kickflip nose manual in the same time I do five tries on something, you know? Like, yeah. she's there working it. And uh, she's like, you know, kind of on the younger, like, I, I late teens, early 20s, I think. And it seems like every time I look at her on Instagram, she's like got some new flip in flip out trick that she's working. So like yeah. for her on the Olympic team, like, uh, yeah, she, I think she'll only become more of a threat, yeah. but she was also, she was so stoked. Like she was just po- like when she found out she was just posting everywhere. Like, yeah. I'm in the fucking Olympics, you know, yes, and, exactly. And that, that made me happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Alexa Sablone, she's like one of my favorites, you know, oh, like, yeah. I'm just like, come on, let's do this. Let's, I want to see it, you know? But, yeah, we have to wait roughly another year. So many rad, rad skaters coming up. I met this girl, um, Marjolin, from the Philippines. I think she's on the Olympic team, too. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. Really Yo, you were there, right, when we met her? I didn't meet her, but you sent me footage of her afterwards. Oh, she's, like, such a maniac. Like, so good. Like, 50-50 tray flip out. Like, some of the best tray flips in the game. And I'm just so so stoked to see all these, like, young people coming out and just getting into it it's yeah like, we've been skating for like 10 years and they're exactly. at like world world-class level now it's it's so it's crazy and she seems like someone who'd be really fun to hang out with like i love her personality she's like oh, she's bad she's super cool like just, hyped up the whole session everybody was just having a good old time like it was rad yeah and i mean that's el sereno that's like a, a newer park in east eastish la and the vibe there it's basically a mini street league park but it's probably my favorite in SoCal right now. No big transition, but all just like little ledges, little ramps. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty minimal on transition now too, but you know, as I mentioned, Lake Cunningham, um, you know, that's one of my parts. It's got a little bit of everything. So, you know, I can kind of that's test the big one. Yeah. With the, yeah. The, that's the full pipe. I mean, they claimed it was the biggest one in the, in California at the time. I can't remember if it's still the same, but there's that big wall. Yeah. I've skated um, it. It's wild. Yeah. It's crazy. It's scary, but I can't remember. Someone tried to drop in. I think it was Jaws tried to drop in, or maybe Cab, oh, or maybe even Tony Hawk God. dropped in. That I mean, just to to stand and look up at that wall, like my palms get sweaty. It's like, so no. big. 
thank you. No, is thank it like you. eight feet of vert or something. Yeah, insane. I've seen. Um, I think I saw. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember who else dropped in it too, but yeah, I saw. Gosh, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, it's it's at least eight feet. It was in, It's insane. So I've, I've, I've looked up at it and just been like, "What?" Yeah. No thanks. Why did they do it? <laughs> no Somebody thanks. Rock, somebody's rocked a fakie, it, right? No, I don't know if they've done. Well, maybe or at least tried. Now I have to check, but yeah, I mean, it's just. I know there's at least there's been a drop in on that thing, and, is it and over or is it just? It's so hot, so it's like jamming. Wow, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to picture this scary. wall that like Jaws couldn't drop into. <laughs> it seems like an impossible it's, it's thing. Basically, jump off a building with like a skateboard under your feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys should reach out to Jaws. I'm sure he'd be a, a great hospital flip. Uh, a customer for you guys. Oh, that would oh. be great. It was like a lifetime membership. Yeah, he'd be like your poster. Uh, you know, your, your your advertising poster, like because you know that dude just get gets wrecked and his ankles. You know, by the time he's our age, you know, it's like brutal. There'll be a cyborg probably at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. By the time he's you know in his forties, like you know, he can just go get replacement parts or just yeah. go drink something, and it's like you know, it'll, it'll clear you yeah, out. Nanobots will just like rebuild all, everything. <laughs> I want to check out this full pipe, man. I've never skated in a full pipe. Yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty scary. I, I never go over oververt. You know, I was just get uh -huh. like close. And then I started to remind myself, dude, slow down a little bit. And then it's like, okay. And it's mostly on the um, the front side turns. Like the back sides, I can go a little bit higher than normal. But mm -hmm. the front side just kind of freak me out a little bit because my back is too, yeah. you know, could be on the ground and just fall back. So I feel like you're kind of like almost falling yeah. back off yeah. a bit. Yeah, exactly. and they make you wear pads there, so I'm I'm a little bit more comfortable riding at Lake Cunningham. But um, but yeah, it's a it's a cool place. You know, hopefully it'll open up soon. I can go back there and start rolling around that place. Yeah, definitely missed it. Road trip up and get a session. Yeah, when it's, yeah uh, anytime, man. Let me know. I mean, it's about what seven, eight hours. No, six, seven hours where you guys are at. So always down, man. Well, cool. What I mean, that's all I got. I can talk to you guys for hours, man. I I know I put thirty minutes on this call and we ran over that, which is totally right. fine and awesome. It was good chatting with you. Yeah. Yeah, any last minute things? Where, where actually, where can, uh, as far as social media, we know hospitalflip.com, but where can they, the listeners find you guys on social media? Instagram, hospital, uh, hospital underscore flip. And then um, my, I'll be posting things on my Twitter at J, Jack Connor, but J-A-C-5-C-O-N-N-O-R. Um, yeah, but if you kind of go to those two places, we'll cool. figure it out. We'll, and then our, you know, on our site, we're going to kind of like, get a little better about probably like posting more of our contact or social and stuff like that. So that can be kind of a center point. Um, but yeah, if they just kind of like Google us, I think that at this point they'll be able to find us. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, Thank this you for having us on really appreciate it. great, really fun talk and great I to like, get into skate stuff. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it, like I said, come back anytime you got any updates, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you guys out. I appreciate you taking the time from your day and, you know, best of luck on this uh, this new service you guys got going. Yeah. Oh, we'll keep in touch, man. We'll let you know how it goes. Cool, Have man. Take care. Have a good one. All right. Take All care. Right. Later. Thank later. you. Later. See ya.